Welcome to Well Played Podcast, a show on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, and motivational speaker. Today we have a returning guest to the Well Played crew, it is Carol McLaughlin, and her Twitter handle is at Mrs. Mac 100. Definitely somebody you should follow. So I, I, I almost am going to give you a minute here to just like type that in. All right. So you guys got it. You're all like subscribed and following uh, her. Carol and I are going to talk a little bit about designing games for multi-age. So having kids from different grades and maybe a school would want to do this or, you know, uh, like a whole grade level. Well, no, that wouldn't be multi-age. You get the idea. We're going for like, we're going for big it uh, doesn't necessarily mean big amount of people, but just this idea that you're going to have people in different classes, different ages. How can we design a game for that? Before we get too far, Carol, can you introduce yourself for those that do not know you? I can. Hello, I'm Carol McLaughlin. I live in Birmingham, Alabama, and I have taught second grade for the last 14. But this year, I am helping a friend open a new private uh, Christian school. And we have 15 students total, but they're grades 2nd through 7th grade. And I designed a game for all of those kids in the school. That is awesome. And congratulations on like Thanks. taking that risk and starting something new. And that is so exciting. Uh, for those of you that don't remember, Carol was on a couple of episodes for her 2nd grade class sort of game it was this fairy tale forest mm -hmm. check out some of those i mean those are those were excellent episodes talking about theme talking about ideas talking about using gamification in an elementary setting so definitely good episodes to check out uh all right so hit us with what you what you're starting with here you have second through seventh you mm -hmm. have picked a theme for second yes. through seventh that in itself had to be a bit of a hurdle because it has to be something that's intriguing and age appropriate for a second grader, but at the same time, age appropriate for a seventh grader too. That's going to like still excite them and motivate them. So it can't be like, for example, Fairy Tale Forest right. might have been a stretch for those older students. So what'd you land on? So I decided that nights would be a great theme <clears throat> because that is, that is a good one. Yes, because younger grades, that still kind of hits my fairy tale love that I love. Um, and then the upper grades, of course, who doesn't want to be a knight? So that's fun. That helped me break them down into orders. And so there's the order of boar, order of lion, order of eagle, order of ram. Now, when you say order, just, I mean, I love thematic. That's great. Anybody yes. doing knights or castles or medieval should incorporate the word order for sure. Get on that right now. <laughs> but... Uh, I just want to make sure we get it. Is, is an order a group? Is an order an, a, a whole grade? Is an order like a class? Like what, what is an order in your system? In our system, an order can, is a multi-age group team. So we have um, an older, a middle, and a little, like well, a younger one in the same order. So, so we have... That's yeah, really so. cool. So like mm -hmm. each team cuts across all... Age groups. Yes. Sweet. So an order is not like your seventh graders and then an order is your sixth graders. You, it's a vertical grouping. Yes. And so we had, it's, it's kind of, it's really nice for the olders to help the littles, but the littles have been teaching the olders a lot too. So 
I love uh, that that <laughs> reciprocity <laughs> yes. uh, that that can happen in a classroom. That's fantastic. So okay, we got these this medieval knights. I think you've chosen a totally appropriate theme, one that Disney often chooses for little. So like clearly, yes. it's okay to use that for them. Uh, but like you said, as as you get older, there can be more complex things happening. There could be some fun theme things that maybe those older sort of get more, you know, when you're talking about specific pieces to the castle or specific like quests they could go on. So you've got this big game. What's one of the, what's one of the things that first hits you that you had to sort of solve? So because they're going to stay at our school, hopefully, (laughs) um, and we're going to grow, I needed a game that could carry on from year to year. Um, so I don't have to recreate it every single year because, you know, I'm a, I'm a kind of a go big or go home person. So I don't want to have to recreate um, a game every single year. I wanted one that could carry on from this year to the next year to maybe in three year groupings or four year groupings. I could maybe change. But um, so I thought we could have here's the premise for the game. So there's a legend that's been foretold that there is a secret treasure to find. And hidden knowledge that has been lost. And so their quest is to go find it as a group of knights called the Guardians. And even though there's different orders inside there, there's still one big grouping called the Guardians. And they have to go find the knowledge and um, the treasure. Because there's another force that has no name yet that is also after the knowledge to destroy it and to keep the treasure for themselves. So that is the premise for the game. I love it. (laughs) So unpacking some of the things that you sort of said were challenges for you or things that you're trying to solve, the, the having a long lasting theme, (laughs) um, I, you can absolutely shake that up. There could be a new theme every three years or four years if you wanted. Um, that might be something you want to do being like a, a whole school uh, game. There is quite a bit of strength, though, in consistency, like the the tradition, right? right? Like if you yes. think about like Harry Potter, for example, like yes. right, like they didn't switch from being houses, like because you're true, you know, like that that was a thing, and there's a tradition, <clears throat> like oh, and like hopefully, like you said, these kids will re- remain, and you'll get new ones, and you'll mm-hmm. start the school will eventually be ten years old. And, 15 yes. years old like just saying that there is some value to like sticking with it It could be like one of these really cool things like what what order are you in like right. you know and you can start to like keep some stats year to year or like i would definitely re- encourage you to do that especially because this is your first year this is you could tell your kids or your students sorry you could tell your students that mm-hmm. they get to be the benchmark like this is this That's is right. a, this is a year of of setting records like everything's up on a leaderboard on some respects so if if you do some team building challenge before memorial day weekend and like you call it something you call it like the you know i don't know memorial day i don't know what would you or no like late labor day right labor (laughs) day that's what i meant that's what i meant to say i I knew what you meant (laughs) yeah so it could be like i don't know you could call it the like workman's fair or something because it's labor day right like this idea that like most people in the middle ages would have been like poor and like they would have been the workers, right? They're not, not everybody's the king. 
<laughs> uh, but at that fair, whatever it is, it's like the day before this nice weekend, you could have like, I don't know, some track and field events or something that happens in the afternoon for like an hour and like the orders compete, but time all that stuff. And then all of a sudden it's like the order of the heart oh, yeah. has the fastest like speed time and write it down. And like, even if it's just printed out on a computer sheet of paper, hang it up somewhere and like next year when you get to the la you know the workman's fair uh what? coming up right like there are these stats for oh, people yeah. to, for people to beat you know and it's like kind of fun or even if they don't beat it and no one beats it no one beats that speed record you, the those next year's kids are excited let i am part of the order of the heart like the current winner which i had nothing to do with because i'm new at the school <laughs> but, being, but being in this school you've told me i am in the order of hearts oh look like we from the workman's fair like we have three three sort of records and like i don't know if you have like a place in which you could display some records as your year progresses when you have another sort of fair another sort of event another sort of challenge those all could be little stats that you keep but those are all ins inspirational sort of moments for your students um and and i like this year is like they got the privilege of no matter what somebody's going up on that like you know, next year, maybe no one beats those records. But like this year, somebody is going to set the speed <laughs> record for the shuttle run. Somebody's going to set the speed record for like the distance. Somebody's going to do the basketball shots and get the record for that. Like somebody's going to be the four square champ. Like, I don't know, but like all of those things uh, will become records. I love that. Um, and I, of course, I would personally love to keep the same thing just because... <laughs> Uh, for many reasons. One, I love the idea of tradition. And of course, Harry Potter's like, like I'm, 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 I'm such a huge Harry Potter nerd. Like, it's ridiculous. I've been to London twice and have been to um, the actual studios where they uh, show you all the props. Yeah. So like, I'm seriously, like I totally nerded out there. Uh, so I love the idea of having that. And I love the idea of kids coming back and go, what order are you in? I was in that order. Yes. Same thing. Yeah, I love, I love that. So I um, think the more you're able to like infuse it, not only in class, but in the culture of the school, you have a greater likelihood of that, right? Like once you come up, like we were just talking about the Laborman's Fair or whatever, right. like, and maybe that isn't the coolest name. I don't know. But whatever it is, right? Like the more you have of those that are thematically tied in, because like your knights, your, you know, whatever, uh, the more you have of those things tied in, the more like people get excited about those. Those are like sort of peak moments where kids or their rally points is, is another name for them. Like kids will get excited. Like three years from now, kids will be like, I can't wait for the laborman's fair. Like that's a fun day. It works with your houses. And then all of a sudden you almost can't, you almost can't switch because the tradition's too great. It is too right. woven into like the experience for your students. So so here's my question. How would you, if I, we're questing to find treasure, I guess there could always be treasure out there uh, for the next year. My, well, you, you could yeah. think about like your favorite TV show. Mm -hmm. There's usually like a story arc for this season. So, right. you know, like, gotcha. I don't know. Have you ever seen, have you ever seen the show Burn Notice? That's uh -uh. a, it's a good show, but like nonetheless, usually like, all 15 episodes this year was about like catching this particular bad guy. Right. Right. And yet, like when we got to the next year, it was like most of the settings stay the same. He's still a policeman. He's still doing these things. 
but like now it's like a different either villain or a different problem. Maybe this time it's like an internal, like somebody at the police station is kind of a bad guy and it's going to take 15 episodes to sort of figure that out. While they're doing the normal daily stuff, like there are some episodes where he's just catching other bad guys, but it moves the main story along just a little. Like you find one new little detail about like, oh, maybe it's his partner. And then like, but it doesn't solve that. It's going to take 15 episodes to figure out the problem this year. So you could do that this year. It's about finding this gold, but then you discover the gold. How cool would that be if by the end of the year, you sort of figured out next year's problem. Right. And so like you get the gold, but it gives them a hint at right. what's, what's to come. And you're like, crap, like, oh man, like we got the gold, but like now like we're at war with our neighbors and now it's like next year's, it's about like the diplomacy with their neighbors and, you know, or Hey, the new world's discovered. So next year it's about like exploration and going out or, you know, like, mm-hmm. and so there's just these year long vignettes in the setting of the orders and the, right. you know, the knights and the castles. I sort of thought that um, we could build the map as we go of this kingdom because right now it's just the kingdom mm-hmm. and maybe the up, the villain pops up in different places, you know? Totally. You yeah. could do, you could do that. Yeah. And then like, those are twists and turns, easy things for twists and turns later. Cause as you, as your kingdom grows and expands, you could always discover new lands and then right. new lands come right. new problems, you know? Yeah. So, so uh, that's kind of an endless piece there. And kind of like you said, maybe in three years, change the theme up. Maybe in three years, you could start recycling some of these storylines, like three, right. four years. You, it could be going back to the same sort of setup of finding the gold. Maybe you change what it is. Maybe it's, right. you know, but it's still the same Jewels context. Jewels or of, rubies yeah, or something. Like yeah. We're finding this new treasure or, you know, the fountain of youth or whatever, right? right. But it's still like a storyline of chasing down yeah. and finding something. Yeah, so. it's kind of like Indiana Jones. I kind of think in sort of like Indiana Jones, there's always he was going after the Holy Grail, or he was going after the Ark. Yes, but he was still like a lone. He was still a lone right. wolf. He still has his whip. Right. Like there's just right. things that existed in all settings. Right. Uh, those are gonna, I think, help prolong your game. Right. Uh, so I hope that helped. And then, helped. what what else did you sort of? hit so you have this like theme problem we kind of tackled that uh what else the other problem is usually you know that you have when i had well last year i had um we were fairytale four so we were squads so we'd have a squad battle before we had a boss battle so we would have questions to review what we're going to hit the boss with or come with the boss with so they would be competing against one another with content they had been learning well, now they're all going to be learning different content. So yeah. I thought about a joust, but I'm trying to find a good way to make it equal when two kids come up different levels, how to make that fair. So well, one, from what you've described, you have people in, like think boxing, right? There's like weight classes. Right. You said that there's somebody in each weight class or age class for you in your mm-hmm. groups. It might not be exactly the same. You said like there's a little and a little could be a second grader or maybe a little is also a fourth grader. Like I don't know right. what you define as little, but right. it won't be exactly even. But one way to do it could be that. So like each round could be like a weight class or an age class thing. Right. Um, you could possibly have them choose like what 
type of player they are. Like maybe they have to like pick that like I'm a mage, I'm a archer, I'm a right. And then maybe you uh-huh. could center some of your contests around those things. Like so, archers report here, which might be multi-age then, because maybe a second grader picked that they're an archer, and so did a seventh grader. So like, but then you could argue at least they've self-selected what what they are. And I think it would be rather funny if you picked some tasks that like sometimes would play to the strengths of the young and some that would play to the you know, so sometimes the young's just yep, like you shouldn't have been an archer. Like this is a tough <laughs> this is a tough challenge. But that's gonna happen in life. And then same right. thing if you can think of like some tasks where it's like the second grader actually is better suited. I'm I'm thinking like I have this board game that I play with my daughter called Glug Glow. Oh yeah. I tried to find that, by the way. I could not find it. They're, they're, I think they re-released it with an Egypt theme. But nonetheless, it's just this idea of these, these tiny little eggs with this like <laughs> pole sticking up in the egg and all these, and this bed of eggs, and you have to like pick one egg up. But actually, the bigger your hand is, <laughs> the harder this is. So it's like my when I played it with her when she was like four, she could smoke me on it, you know? Like, so I could picture this like second grader grabbing those things with ease and the seventh grader like fumbling over it, you know, for example. Um, so you could do things like that. Uh, the joust theme. Well, so yours is a school wide game too. So we, you have to kind of think of it differently because it can't be just, Hey, we're doing the content like in my third grade class, but like you have a multi age, right. they learn different context content. So I was thinking, have you ever done or seen done a quiz bowl? No. A quiz bowl is like a, I don't know how much they do them now, but I don't know. They were in the 90s, I want to say. Maybe they probably started earlier. That's like when I remember them. But a quiz bowl is just a kind of school-wide kind of event where it's it's a bunch of like trivia, random questions that come from all their subjects. Mm-hmm. And... You know, like you could make, you could kind of do it up that there's this big event. You'd call it something other than a quiz bowl. But each round, it could be like the littles have to answer this question. And then like the next question or the next activity is for the the, the middleweights. And then right. like the next question is, but it, those quiz bowls kind of made learning a big deal. Like I, that's what I loved about them. It, mm-hmm. it, it was that same notion of like a sporting event. But it was around, you know, questions. It was around our right. content. Uh, but it was a mix of content. Like those quiz bowls were like questions would come from all classes, right? Right. So it wasn't like just math or it wasn't just English questions. It was it was a mix. So you'd have like here's a division problem. like, uh, And some rounds of a quiz bowl were Jeopardy style, like buzz in, do we get it right? Others were all of you write it down. It's it's almost like more final Jeopardy sort of moment where mm-hmm. it's like this is worth five points or ten points, and everyone that gets it right gets ten points. You know, right? Yeah. Uh, so you know you can do kind of a mix of both, but that that'd be kind of cool. I don't quite know how that will fit with jousting, but there's right. at least a structure for you to think about. Right, and and it can be we can, well we could do the same thing, but if they both have the right answer, then it's a tie. Like you said, they both had one hit against each other but if you know but if one got it more they would get the points the other would not i mean you could still work i think with jousting sure 
I thought about having um, right now how I, I did one this last week because because we're a private school, we can do these kind of things. We went on a field trip every day this week to somewhere in our community, which was awesome. Yeah. And so we had a big order battle on Friday with questions from all the week. And so that was fair because everyone heard the same content and they could all write it down. Sure. Um, so I thought about doing something with that, but having maybe cards or something with different colors or different levels. And then they, if they're like, say they were in the younger group, they would go get this color card and they would write down their answer and the others would get theirs. Kind of the same thing. If they get it right, they get the points. And I just thought a bunch of different ideas, but just trying to think what I wanted to hear what you thought. Cause I know you would have ideas I did not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. One of the things that hit me while you were talking, I apologize if it doesn't perfectly connect, but I got really excited about the idea <laughs> was because uh, you're a smaller school too. Mm-hmm. If you guys had, if you went out and bought a few like cheap walkie talkies, mm-hmm. right? You could kind of relay some information which would be yeah. really cool. So if if one person, let, let's say there's a picture, okay? Mm-hmm. If one person describes the picture via the walkie-talkie to the second person that's mm-hmm. hearing it, that second person draws what they hear, <laughs> hands that to somebody else that then has to like create what they heard like via Legos. Oh, yeah. But yeah. like, like, but the third person that's actually building it never got to communicate with the first guy that saw it. So, like, maybe what? the first guy sees, like, it is a Lego castle with, like, so many gray blocks here and so many of this, that. Mm-hmm. They're describing it to the person that's writing it down slash drawing it. But then that person can't say anything to the third person. They just hand them, like, the specs as they <laughs> received them. Right. Uh, but that would be a really neat team building activity, I think, for your orders that you could do around content, like possibly, right? Like we could yeah. build some questions and some activities around content that work in that same sort of relay mechanism. But it's pretty powerful when people are left to only use words. That's what I love about the walkie-talkie. Like there's no hand gestures. Like they, they were out of sight. Like so they're <laughs> in like room one and then like the receiver of the information is in room two and then it would be the best if there was like a third room for the drawers so they don't even hear the conversation, right? Because like the person with the walkie talkie would be like, so was that blue or whatever? You know, then the guy's hearing it but like if the third room doesn't even hear it, like that would be super, I think super fun. And that'd be fun. So a little like informational relay, not to mention there's always fun things you can do with walkie talkies. So... (laughs) Well, yeah, always. Yeah, that's not a bad one. Uh, but other things you could do. I liked the joust, like you were saying too. Um, you know, correct answer. Maybe that person gets the point. Maybe like that's like the hit of the night. Uh, some of the ideas I had around that is you could have like a streak bonus where like that night that didn't fall yeah. over then is in the next round, and like the more rounds you can sort of stay on top, maybe they get a bonus. Something like that. Uh, You'd have to look into this, and I admit I am a bit of a novice. By novice, I should really say not at all. Uh, <laughs> into fencing, that could be yeah. another theme for like a a battle in which yes. you could make some 
you could make some rules around because I know it. And again, I know just enough to be dangerous with this, <laughs> but like, I know there's some like end lines on a fen- on a traditional fencing match that if like you get that person past that line, they lose. So like you can't just yeah. endlessly back up. Like there is a, I am at the finish line and if I back off, I lose. Um, and also you can lose if you kind of, I know that if you like hit the guy, like if you pin him, then it's, it's a loss too. So, but here's where I don't know, but I'm sure there's language for like a type of, for there, there's probably a language for like a type of jab, if you will, in which causes somebody to move back. Like you're probably not going to hit them, but it'll probably get them to move their body back. And then there's probably a different swing for, I'm trying to actually hit them. And I'm sure there's two different blocks. Like there's a block for, I'm not going to move back. And there's probably a block for I'm not going to get hit. Whatever the language is around those, that would yeah. produce some of this theme. Knights do sword fights. Mm-hmm. You could make this almost an interesting choice. Like where kids maybe with like a poker chip or something, maybe like behind a little screen, like a testing screen, they have to like put what type of either block they're doing and what type of like swing they're doing. And so this is a little like rock, paper, scissors. I hope, right. I'm, not lo- I hope I'm not losing you. But like if you, you know, if a kid puts it that we're going to do the like jab where I'm mm-hmm. hoping to hit him. And if we lose this question, the thing we're hoping to do is like uh, a block so that we don't move back. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get the question wrong. And the other team put that they are doing a jab to hit. But I did a block to not move back. Then the hit hits. Right. And right. So so they won that round. They get a point or two points or ten points or whatever. But if I had picked the right one, even though they got it right and I got it wrong, there'd be like no penalty because like they did the wrong right. hit to my block. I think that would be like a really fun. That's a high player interaction. That would be like interesting to watch. There'd be some fun choices. Like in fact, talking this through, I'm probably going to do this for <laughs> one of my games. Like I just think that's a high player interaction. That's really yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's, that's fun. That was a little more complicated. I hope I didn't lose you, but it's really around rock, paper, scissors would be the idea. So you would just call those different things like a parlay, uh, you know, like, I don't know. See, I don't know these words, but <laughs> around fencing, <laughs> right? Um, so looking those words up, building out that theme, that could be a really fun game. Keep it simple, like make it two or three attack choices, right. two or three defense choices, and that's enough to produce kind of an interesting... Ugh, like what are they picking? Right. What are we picking? Who wins the round? Yes, I've been making. I've been making notes. If you see my head go down, I'm making notes on things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making notes so I don't forget. Well, I love it. We are already at the reflection time, so I know it just flies. It flies, Carol, and you know that, and I know that, but I yet know. it still happens every time. Every time. So today's quote comes from Gloria Steinman and it is we need to remember across generations that there is much to learn as there is to teach I think that's perfect for our game and I have seen this in action over the last um, two weeks our kids our older kids especially seem to have learned that there is much still to learn for them and one of our our oldest ones even came up to us. He said, I have learned I need to communicate better. 
nice. with people younger than me. He's like, I don't communicate well. And because it was a different kind, similar challenge to the walkie talkie thing. Okay. Um, but they had to relay it and he couldn't do it for the little, he had to only use words and it was very difficult for him because he thought he explained it clearly and he did not. Um, and he even said, I, I did this. Another kid said, he's going to, he goes, I know at this school, I'm going to learn to be a nicer person. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So, um, that's, and of course, of course, the littles are going to learn from the olders because they just, you know, they've been around a few more years than them. So, but that's uh, an example, that's an example right there though, where the little just being themselves was actually teaching the older, like, Mm -hmm. right. Like, because it gave the older an experience of trying to be a teacher, trying to, and in just the little being the little, they were teaching the older. That's right. So that, that's fantastic. I think the quote really hits up across this idea that you, you never stop learning and hopefully you never stop teaching, right? Yeah. Just like there's always something to learn and there's always something that we should probably pass on and leave to others. So I appreciate you, Carol, coming on. Uh, that's so awesome. We love having you. I want to hear more about your game as it unfolds. So I'm sure we'll all be on the lookout for another episode with you because, uh, well, I enjoyed chit-chatting with you. I'm excited and I can't wait to see how the game unfolds. So thank you for all your ideas. I have like five sticky notes ready to go. Awesome. <laughs> so I appreciate that. Awesome. And everybody else, thank you for being part of the well-played community, the XP Lab community, uh, my YouTube community, if you're part of that. I really love interacting with you guys. So hop on over to the YouTube channel, subscribe, you know, watch some videos, hit the like, hit the comment button. Happy to interact on that. That's always a good spot. So I hope you guys all have a great week. Enjoy it and play on.